These units represent the first advanced commercial nuclear project in the United States in more than three decades. Our significant investment in the construction of these units underscores our commitment to fuel diversity and price stability. That's Mike Smith, CEO of Oglethorpe Power, uh, talking about the new reactors at Plant Vogel. One of them cranking out electricity even as we speak. Expect to get the other one up and running after the first of the year. Uh, of course, millions of dollars over budget, years behind schedule, but... Uh, the electricity we'll be getting from Vogel soon. Vogel in the news on a couple of fronts this morning, Georgia Power as well. Uh, one is this, uh, this headline popping up over the weekend. Georgia Power will pay $413 million to settle a lawsuit over those aforementioned nuclear reactor cost overruns. And then there's this. This one caught my eye late last week. AJC with this. Georgia Power says it might need more electricity capacity and soon, and that is even with the new electricity being generated at the reactors or by the reactors down there at Vogel. What about all this? Uh, well, regulating Georgia Power, uh, the Georgia Public Service Commission, and on the PSC, Trisha Pridemore joining us now, the Georgia Public Service Commission's Trisha Pridemore. Trisha Pridemore, thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Tim. Pardon the way that I'm talking. I have had this terrible crud that's gone around for the last week, so uh, I'm a little rugged. Well, it, it, yeah, I was just going to make note of the fact you, you sound less than optimal, but I'm hoping you're feeling better than you were late last week as we began to discuss this amongst ourselves here. Let, let's start with the cost overruns. And listen, it, it more than, just right at a decade of uh, being behind schedule and billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars over budget, and now a lawsuit to settle the cost overruns, $413 million. Your reaction to that? So the partner relationships and agreements on Vogel uh, Units 3 and 4, you know, they've been active since the beginning of the project. And um, as a regulator, I always knew that there would come a time where the partners would settle the final tab, and that's what we've seen. Uh, Georgia Power settled uh, their final tab with MEAG, which is the Association of the Municipalities that are partners in the project. Uh, that was done months ago, and so last week we saw uh, Oglethorpe Power, the generating arm for the EMCs, settle their tab uh, with Georgia Power. Um, I do know that from reading Southern Company's 8K last week that um, the, the point of contention, a lot of that had to do with costs related to COVID and COVID management. I know that they had worked um, – with the partners throughout this process to try to mitigate any of the outstanding costs. But COVID being what it was and, and the length of time and the, the costs associated with it, I think that that was what was still outstanding for both Oglethorpe and Georgia Power and Dalton Utilities and Georgia Power. So having that resolved, I think, is a, a good you know, kind of final way for the partners to move forward with the project. Um, I think that um, seeing COVID relief costs is yet to determine at the commission how much of those COVID relief costs are going to get um, uh, returned back to Georgia Power for rates. Um, there is a stipulated agreement that's before the commission on the Vogel 3 and 4 prudency now, and um, the PSC staff, um, as well as Georgia Power, 
they've agreed to a, a, a COVID cost number um, and an overall project number at this point. Um, but I'm waiting on testimony in that case, which we will have in December. All right, Trisha Pridemore of the Georgia Public Service Commission. Of course, it was Unit 3 that came online a few weeks ago after after a lot of testing over the course of the summer. And now as we sit here generating electricity for homes and businesses and, and Unit 4, the expectation, I think the hope was late this year, but realistically probably early next year. How are things looking there? So in the same 8K that I mentioned, um, Georgia Power disclosed that um, that they're running into a small challenge at Unit 4, but nothing compared to what was seen in the unit three construction up to that point. So I think that by the first quarter of next year, unit four will be online. Uh, If it doesn't even make, it could be the end of this year. I was out at the site uh, just a couple weeks ago. I took a group of regulators um, from the Southeast and uh, we went out and, and uh, they got to see a a site um, where most states don't have, nuclear plants and certainly don't have these large-scale uh, nuclear facilities. When Vogel 3 and 4 is finished, it'll be the largest uh, single producing place of energy in the entire country. And so, you know, I, I, I was really hoping that um, other regulators in the southeast and some others from other states um, across the Midwest and Northeast, that they'd be interested in wanting to see it and understand sort of the challenges that are out there with nuclear and some of some of hoping that some of the things that we've learned here in Georgia can be transferred onto them as we now have a handful of states across the country that are looking at um, nuclear projects for the first time in decades. You know, and, and, and maybe, I, I don't know, I know it's above my pay grade and possibly yours, but a question I ask anyway, because I like to try to put things in perspective, we deal with numbers here. And we're told that between these two reactors, three and four, the new ones at Vogel, uh, 500,000 each, a million homes and businesses to be powered uh, by those two, those two new reactors. Uh, again, to try to put that number in perspective, basically that's enough electricity to power up Gwinnett County in, in terms of population. Has it been worth a decade and all these billions of dollars in overruns? Is, is it worth it? Is, is the payoff at the end of it worth it? Well, it's not just that it's going to provide power to a half a million homes apiece. Um, it's that it's going to provide power to half a million homes apiece. So a million homes, or in your example, Gwinnett County twice, it's going to do that for 60 to 80 years. So right now, of all the generation assets that come before me for um, for review, I, I, I'm at... 10 to 20 on a, on a solar array, <laughs> maximum 20. Um, I'm at 20 to 30 on a gas um, combined cycle or a, on a combustion turbine plant for natural gas. Coal, um, we have existing coal assets in the state that we work with, but there's no coal really in the country that's coming before commissions for review where utilities are seeking approval. Hydro. Uh, it's incredibly expensive to build because of the, the real estate considerations. And, of course, you're, uh, you're, you're having to build dams to do that. And so there's just a, a lot of environmental issues there. So when you look at the ability for a state to deploy a long-term generation asset, that, oh, by the way, is also carbon-free. Mm. So 
I always like to say it's kind of uh, it's politically neutral. It doesn't matter who's <laughs> in the White House. Everybody kind of agrees that uh, it's okay. Um, and so when you have the ability to have an asset for that length of time, you understand that it keeps you from having to go back to older, more antiquated ways to provide energy such as, you know, oil boarding. Just a so, couple of minutes left here, uh, Tricia Pridemore, Georgia Public Service Commission. And I asked the big question last year. Uh, what do you make of this report in the AJC a couple of days ago? Uh, Georgia Power may have underestimated the amount of power it needs to meet the demand over the next two decades. What do we do with this? So I also read the Atlanta Journal Constitution, um, uh, I almost said advertising, sorry, article. Um, the thing about that article that's interesting to me is that Georgia Power's not filed anything with the commission yet. So I can't understand really what it is that they need or what they seek to do until they make the filing with the commission. I've spoken with staff. I've, I've spoken with Georgia Power. I've spoken with some interveners. Um, and I also serve on a variety of boards across the country, the Electric Power Research Institute, for example. And we're seeing this trend across the country where there's a there's a deficit of capacity that's out there, um, and that that's a multifold issue across the country. You've got challenges out of Washington where they've limited leases, so that's limited access, and of course limited supply. You also have um, the explosion of data processing and AI, and what that means for data processing, which is any type of data processing work is very energy intensive. So until they make their filing sim, I don't really know mm-hmm. how much they're looking uh, to secure, um, how much they need long-term, short-term, et cetera. But every three years, the state of Georgia, we go through this process at the commission with Georgia Power. And it's called integrated resource planning. And our integrated resource plan is considered by most to be the most comprehensive in the country. We look at everything that's out there that they could potentially need to be able to serve Georgians. We take a lot of pride in this process. We believe strongly it's one of the things that makes Georgia the number one state for business. Tricia Pride, more Georgia Public Service Commission, up against a hard break here at the bottom of the hour, so I have to interrupt and leave it there. Uh, Feel better, and thank you for your time this morning. Thanks, Tim. You have a great week.